What's up, you guys? This episode is brought to you by Sharp Eye Visuals. Founded by Tom Feast, he's a great guy. He's been on the show before. This company specializes in real estate photography. So if you're looking to get your home on the market and want to compete with the gorgeous photos of homes that are already out there, Sharp Eye Visuals is the company that you want to use. These guys are professionals. They take awesome photos and videos of houses. And by the time they're done, you're going to think that you've been living in a Hollywood cliffside mansion this whole time. They're that good. SharpEye offers several different price packages to match just about anyone's needs, but for a limited time, listeners of the show get a 10% discount off of their first package with the company. So just mention Head for Heights when you're booking your appointment, and you're good to go. So for more, check out SharpEye Visuals at www.sharpeyevisuals.com. What's up, you guys? Dave here. Welcome to another episode of Head for Heights. This is a show where I interview risk takers to understand just how they handle uncertainty. So I'm excited and honored to have the South Jersey native Brian Tice in the show for you guys today. Brian's a self-taught creative. He has a focus on photography and filmmaking. He got his start by filming music videos for local bands just for free, and has worked his way all the way up to collaborating and working with some really big names like Mumford & Sons, Stetson Hats, and Buy Beverage Company, just to name a few. He's got an absolutely incredible story about how he got there. It's loaded with just insane risks that he took to do it. And I really hope you guys enjoy this talk as much as I did with Brian Tice. Thanks for coming to the show, Brian. Uh, So I got one question for you. Mm -hmm. When you're trying to explain to someone what it is you do, you're at a cocktail party or something, what do you say? Uh, I usually say I'm in creative because it changes. So I've started from – I do – photo video and then you know now it's gravitated more towards art direction creative direction but the weird thing is, is i've taught myself okay so it's stuff that i'm looking up online i never went to school for any of this stuff so it's something video editing came from doing video games i was a little nerd when i was younger and the cool thing was to do like a video game montage yeah. and so you would capture it off your tv you put it into uh, at the time it was sony vegas and you would edit it all you know and then from there it became skate videos <laughs> Right. You know, out front with your friends, I would film a little bit because, you know, I wasn't good enough. And then, you know, the guy that's usually not good enough is usually the one who um, – usually the one who ends up filming. So – and then, you know, I would cut those together and then, you know, as I got older, it would be, you know, t- not to gravitate too far from this question, but like it would be – end up being like more music-driven. Um, so, you know, that's where it kind of got into all that. So that's like pretty much where it is. It's like, you know, I would just say it's it, just creative overall. I'm just, just creative Just overall. creative, yeah. You know, that's pretty much what it is. So photo, video, creative production overall. So. That's that's cool. Um, so who have you worked with creatively? So that's um, that's interesting. I've worked with a couple people. Um, I've worked with Mufford & Sons, people from Stetson. Uh, I've worked with Ben Weiss of Bybrand. He was the founder. Um, you know, and to get to all those things, it's, you know, it's interesting. The stories that you can come up with where it's like, yeah, you were, you were going a little bit before we turned on the mic yeah, and I was getting yeah. kind of pissed, you know, that, and I can, <laughs> that we weren't recording. Well, I'll, you know, I'll give you a little bit of my background in order to get towards, cause those are some pretty big names. So yeah. in order to get to those names, it's like, how do you get to that point? And like, I understand that like a 25 year old from Lacey, how do you get to work with, CEOs from companies and and bands of, you know, that, you know, magnitude. So um, basically, when I was 22, 23, um, after high school, I, you know, wanted to be like this, like, 
director or Hollywood, whatever. I, you know, it's just one of those pipe dreams or whatever. And you don't realize like how much actually goes into that. Uh, so having a great film teacher and Mr. Bannon, he would teach me like film and like it just, uh, it just contagious to me. So I ended up a couple years later, I was like, all right, well, short films are tough. I made a couple in college. I took two semesters of OCC. Um, first semester, whatever, second semester, I took a couple arts classes. My one professor told me <laughs> I wasn't creative and I should stop trying. Get so, the hell out of here. So I said, okay, I'll never come back. So what a bastard. Uh, more or less bitch, but yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. We had a love-hate relationship, but once she said that to me, I was like, all right, well, you know, and I, it was one of those things where I would make a, I had like an art um, project where I went a little too off the rails, like you had to take multiple images from a magazine and compile them together in a room and create a scene. Right. And so everyone does everything and everyone's like really loves mine. It's like on the far left end of the, the room because we had to pin them up on this board. And um, she ends up saying like, oh, you know, this isn't good. I was like, well, everyone else seems to like it. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but you're telling a story. And I was like, well, I'm a filmmaker. Like that's, you know part of what I do. I want to tell a story. Where was a grandfather in the foreground, right? I cut out a grandfather on a couch, a little baby who was crying, and I found an image of like um, a window, and it was like a nuclear bomb going off in the background. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was a little dark, but at the same, maybe she didn't like how dark it was, but like everyone thought it was kind of like this like funny, dark like imagery. Um, anyway, I digress. So from there, <clears throat> I end up working for my stepdad full-time doing low-voltage communication. So I was a project manager with him um, running New York stuff. Uh, so I would do, like, running cable, setting up telephones and computers. And, um, <clears throat> but and how, I, old, how old were you? I was, I was probably 21, 22. I did that for a okay. couple years. Okay. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I'm making short films here and there. So, like, little three minutes, little five minutes. You know, I have some ideas. Um, not really dabbling into the photography yet. Um, then I get the idea to be like, to do these things called garden takes, which are free, uh, they're like free videos for bands. I was like, all right, how do I get my name out there more? People don't want to hire me because I don't have a portfolio. Right. So I can't justify payment. Um, so how does one get started in the music industry? Right. So I end up starting these things, garden takes, and I cut up basically these videos that so we would go to different locations right through the entire state and i would contact the band and be like hey listen totally free there's like a couple forums too like nj swap like uh, my one buddy from high school told me about and you would just post and they would be like flies just oh like, they would gravitate like flies right on shit yeah they would just gravitate towards it They'd be like wow. free video totally okay. So anywhere that I was going to ask, I would, like, I would go as high as Montclair, as south as I believe like Atlantic City. Okay. Um, and so we would set up like Atlantic City would be on the beach. Montclair would be like in a, like a beautiful park like up there or New Brunswick would be like in a garage. You know what I mean? With the door open, yeah. you know, um, abandoned buildings we've did. We did. Um, so we did all these and I would do these videos for totally free. I would bring um, an audio guy with me and maybe another videographer depending on how big the band was and we would justify that on how many facebook followers they would have okay so they would get two or three videos out of it that's a funny method that's good yeah <laughs> that's good um so 
I mean, that's still how I do it now. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I guess, yeah, it works. But, yeah, so uh, by the end of that year, shit, I don't remember what year that was. Anyway, we had 36. We did 36 videos on our video channel, um, which is a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of travel. It's a lot of editing. Um, but And how short of a time frame? Uh, what do you mean? Like how many, like how many videos? So you, you did 36 videos over what period of time? 365 days. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Just one year? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, so, um. All for free? All for free. I wasn't wow. making any money, but. Talk about a way to get your skills out there. But though. I, mean, I now have, so 36 divided by two, so maybe 12 bands or, you know, or 18 bands, sorry. Um, and basically from there, I had a name. So people would be like, hey, can you do photos for us? Man, can we throw you like 50 bucks? Can we throw you like 100 bucks? And I was like, okay. Money for gas. Sure, yeah, whatever. Or, you know, can we do a video? What's the budget? And, you know, so um, funny, I'm actually doing a music video now for um, this band, Hodera. They just signed to a label. And I knew them since they were just like a two-piece. Like they were like four-song EP out. Like they had nothing. So like I knew these, I've known these bands since they were super young. Yeah. And they're still asking me to do work for them. Huh. And it's funny because Matt says, hey, listen, we got signed to a label. We actually have a budget to give you. You know, we always, you know, we were never able to pay you too great before. Um, we're willing, we're going to pay you now. And we thank you for like giving us a break like those first couple of years because your stuff's awesome. I was like, all right, thanks, man. Like, no problem. I, you know, it's funny because like money is never really like a huge thing with me. No. I mean, that's good. Like, I think. so like when people like, don't get me wrong, like having like a great salary. Yeah, it's, you know, but for some reason with these bands, I don't know if I'm just so emotionally attached to it, where they're just like, oh, is it okay if we pay you next week? I'm like, yeah, it's fine, whatever, like, not a big deal. Like, so even I, when I'm strapped for money, I was still like that. That's like, cool. I don't know what it is, but like these bands, like I've even taken it where it's like I know they're like hard up for it. And like I'll give them a price, uh, whatever, and I'll be like, oh, let's break it up over three months. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, gonna... Because I know if I strap them, they can't do what they want to do. Right. You know? And it's, like, it's not about that. You know? And I should be... You know, I know I should be getting paid for my... Whatever. What I do for them. But it's not, like, let's do it now. Right. Is it because you really enjoy the work more? Or is it... I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Um. Whereas when you're working for a corporation, which we'll get to later, you know, you get a salary and that's nice. It's a nice living yeah. thing, you know, of course. But so anyway, we did those garden takes and then I get a call from River City Extension. Hey, we love your stuff, whatever. I think it was an email, but, you know, just making the story a little bit more plumped up, you know. Yeah. But uh, they want us to come out to their secret recording space. Secret. <laughs> I mean, dude, this is a band that was like toured Australia. Right. They played like I think like huge festivals. I don't want to. I don't want to drop names, but like a Bonnaroo type. I yeah. don't know what festivals. Right. Um. So that band ended up being like our big one, and then they ended up breaking up right after. Oh man! Like fourth album came out, whatever. And um, I remember the lead singer called me because we ended up becoming really good friends, and you know we talked about it for like forty five minutes, and. He's starting a new thing now, and once again, I'm doing all of his creative for him. So because they took a chance on me, I'm still with them, and it you know it works out. Mm. But um, so anyway, so from there, uh, the garden takes stuff. I, you know, kind of like was like, all right, well, this is still going. But then I was kind of like getting tired of it. You know, they're like, I wanted to maybe do something new. Like I'm always trying to reinvent the wheel. Okay. Um, be innovative a little bit. So. 
I find out Mumford and Sons is coming to town. And then where is this? Seaside Heights. Seaside Heights. Um, yeah, to be to, more specifically. So, Which, for anyone listening, is pretty freaking close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So live. it's about 20 minutes from where I live, really easy. And it's, you know, there was talks of them maybe going to Asbury. And, like, you know, I have a bunch of friends in Seaside, so they're like, yo, did you hear, like... No, Mumford and Sons is one of my favorite bands. Um, I've always loved them all through their albums or whatever. But, you know, I'm hearing these, like, rumors that, like, hey, like you know my friend was on the boardwalk this weekend i was like oh weird then i see an interview coming out where they're like in the arcade like doing like this interview i'm like okay there you guys these guys are actually going to come here so i was like cool and they announced it gentlemen of the road tour boom sees that so i'm like okay how can i get into this so of course i email the festival to get like a press pass for video okay again i'm like so like like just tunnel vision on this video. Like I'm right. just like video guy, video guy, video guy. I think my Instagram name at the time was Video Brian. Like I <laughs> loved video. Um, so I end up, <clears throat> I end up talking to two bars um, in particular, uh, Jack's Garage and JR's. And I say, hey, let's, let me book two shows here, both nights. I believe it was Friday night and Saturday night. Um, and now this was at the same time. My yeah, so, well, they, they they would have bands, like, start, I think, around 1, and they would go to the headliner for night A, which I believe was Alabama Shakes the first night. Okay. Yeah, that's right, Alabama Shakes. And then the second night would be, you know, start at 1 again, or 2, whatever, and then you go to Mumford & Sons. There would be the Saturday night headliner, and then Sunday's cleanup. So, you know, they'd say, yeah, whatever. So I book... Bands from New York, you know, I book uh, Braves, good friends of mine. Um, I book uh, Cold Weather Company. I book all these bands all over the state from from the Garden Takes. From stuff. the Garden Takes, right? Yeah. So they're like... They owe you one. Literally, they're like, holy shit, yeah. thank you for bringing us on here. Right. It's not even owe me. I'm right. I'm helping them out. This right. is a, you know, this is like they have the gentleman of the road thing. Like it's... But they have your trust already. You have their yeah, trust. It's exactly. Like, right. um, I mean, I felt... Bad, I'll be totally honest, because there were some mainstream bands that were going on. Okay. There was, like, no one in the bar. Oh. Right. So, like, at, like, a 6 o'clock, some bands would be playing to no one. But later on that night, it's just a great networking thing, because there would be bands running all around, you know, whatever. So, I book all these bands, and um, Thursday afternoon, like, I'm sitting, you know, with some of the guys at Jack's, and I'm eating... Uh, just eating some food, writing down some notes or whatever. And I have a camera on me and I, all of a sudden I look over my shoulder and I see, uh, Ben Winston and Ted Dwayne from Mumford and Sons walking. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. These are the guys I've been listening to since, you know, it's like this yeah. like huge thing. It's Did like, your heart start pounding? Well, I don't know if it was really pounding. It, you know, the funny thing was it was, I like, I had like no shame. So like I like get up and like I walk over, you know, uh, my partner at the time I told him, I was like, I, I'm going to go try to talk to this guy. You know, I was like, all right. So you and just didn't even hesitate. No, I was like, I got to try. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like wow. I got to try something here. So, um, that's crazy. He had, he yeah. I mean, he had, so I was like, what's my, what's my opening? Cause I hate to be that guy. Yeah. Like, I fucking hate it. Right. Like being the guy that's like. Oh, hey, man. Yeah, you know, like a then, burden like, to someone else's night. But then, like, you night. go up, and then you're, like, trying to act cool, like, and not know who they are, but, like, you know who they are. It's, like, right. this weird, like, middle ground. Yeah. So, um, so I get up, and I notice he has a Leica camera. 
Now, Leicas are like these prestige cameras, man. They got like, they're just beautiful. Um, and the name is just so well known. Um, so I go up to him. I'm like, hey, man, nice camera. And he's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, I was like, oh, what model is that? And he like starts, you know, telling me like, you know, this is my, this is my thing. Like I can connect with him on this. This is camera stuff. You know, we got it. Mm-hmm. So he ends up looking at me, like ends up taking a picture. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. So he takes a picture of me and we end up talking and then he's like, oh, like, what do you do? So I tell him like, oh, I'm in like video and photo. Like I do like these things. I start telling him about garden takes a little bit. I'm like, oh man, I sound so lame. <laughs> you know, like, well, that's what you got. You, you know, got to give him what you got. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, shit. Yeah, this is like all I got. Like I'm, I can't yeah. tell him I'm a construction guy. Like I got to like plug in somewhere, you know, you never know right. with these guys. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I'm like, oh man, I sound like a loser. But anyway, so he's like, oh yeah, it's cool, man. He goes, hey, listen, you know, uh, what's your number? Like, maybe we'll, we'll link up later. So I'm like, all right, like, shit, all right. So I give him my number. We ended up. He's like, oh, you got it. I was like, yeah, I got it. So he's like, yeah, like I think we're gonna hang out at this bar tonight. Like, I'll give you a call. Like, we'll hang out. I was like, cool. I was like, yeah. I'm like, I have a couple bands here. You should check out. Like, if you have time. So they weren't on tonight. So they had some time to like hop around. It's like. It's like band etiquette that you go watch the other bands on yeah. the main stage. So mm-hmm. um, they would have to do that. But they came back later and we ended up hanging out. He ended up texting me, Ted. Um, you know, it was just funny. It's like after that interaction, I'm sitting at the bar and then Winston comes up to me. Hey, I'm Winston. I'm like, I want to be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, yeah, I know. Winston so, who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so we end up, they end up leaving and, um, you know, the weekend goes on, end up, you know, having a little more drinks than I should. And we ended up partying and having a great time. And I ended up getting a backstage pass and, you know, uh, Brittany from, uh, Alabama shakes is there and just sitting there, just hanging out. And then, uh, we've Jeff, the brotherhood was on this entire tour too. And they were there. I ended up talking to them for a little bit. Were you on top of the moon as all this was happening? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a lot. Like, you walk in, there's just, like, it, they just set it up so nice. They did such a good job, like, with setting up the backstage area. Like, it was Seaside like I never saw it before. Okay. Um, and I ended up meeting this woman named Laura Taylor. Um, she was their touring manager. Um, and, you know, she's the one who, like, we, we became, we hit it off. We were, we ended up becoming pretty good friends and whenever you could find her. She was so busy. I mean, as you can imagine, like there's right. so many things that happen with these festivals. I mean, they have like 30,000 people that they have to cater to. So, um, she ends up getting me the backstage pass. And then right before that night, right before Mumford goes on, I see Ted backstage and he goes, Hey man, did you get a press pass? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, Oh, if you want to like shoot like the first three songs <laughs> of like, of our set. Yeah. Casually. Here you go. I was like, so I was like, all right. Um, he's like, oh, go, just go get Laura and just tell her to give you one. And it's literally just a sticker that goes on, you know, just slaps. That's what festivals do. So okay. I was like, holy shit. So I have to like, you know, I always had my camera on me the entire time. I'm like shooting people around Seaside, you know, just for fun. And so we end up shooting the first three songs and I'm like, just adrenaline rushes going, you know, I'm hanging out with some of the guys, you know, across the pond, as they say, you know, like some of the Mumford and Sons friends. So they're from like, uh, this graphic design company called Studio Juice. Okay. Um, this guy Ross, he does all their graphic design assets and their team was in Seaside. So we ended up hanging out with them, you know, wow. a little bit of like culture exchange. This it was like kind of, it was kind of cool. So we ended up like a networking event of a yeah, lifetime. Yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so we're on like this side stage that's backstage which is technically just the side of the boardwalk just a fence Solid. <laughs> so like G- ga and then you know general admission then you have like backstage that's funny. so we end up like just like dancing having a good time there 
And uh, we end up, you know, going back to the bar and we have a late night hangout. Um, one with a friend who I'm very, uh, I'm close with now. His name's Ty, mm-hmm. Ty Johnson. He, um, photographer, official photographer for Marfa and Sons next to Marcus Haney. Okay. So right. I didn't know who he was at first, um, as per most of these people. And so we end up talking and, you know, really cool guy. And he ends up telling me he does, um, he's like, oh, did you ever see? So Garden Takes was inspired by like a couple different things. Um, there's like a couple different like location acoustic stuff. One of them was Sideshow Alley and Ty was the creator of Sideshow Alley. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm like, holy crap. Like, holy crap. this right. is amazing. You know, so literally my inspiration, like it came full circle. Right. Everything just came full circle right there in that moment. Did you think you died and went to heaven or something? I, I just I didn't mean, know. It was just a lot to take in, man. Like, people didn't believe. The, I don't even want to say people didn't believe the story, but it was just like, it's a lot. Like, it's in this story. Right. It's a long story to get every detail out. And, you know, I'm glad I'm doing it here now because it's been a couple of years since, you know, I think all this happened in 2013. No, 2014, I believe. So, <clears throat> so yeah, anyway. So, you know, Laura tells me, hey, listen. This happens every festival year. You're called. They call us the strays. The strays. So we get a couple strays every year, which are, you know, essentially they're like new friends. So, oh, okay. Yeah. They, but they call them that because, like, they meet new and then the strays. So what the strays have to do is, Laura goes, listen, if you can get there, I will give you an all-access pass. Meaning this all-access pass works for all these festival places. So the next couple were Iowa, Washington State, and Salida, Colorado. Jesus. So I was like, oof, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the budget situation for this is. You know, me thinking money. But uh, so drive out to Iowa, do that one. Have a place to stay the first night because um, luckily the, the manager wasn't there. So we ended up using his room, which was like a suite. <laughs> but then we got kicked out the next day. So this oh is like part God. of being astray is like you need to like kind of like think on your feet. And you're walking a lot, dude. I'm not kidding. I probably walked like 20 miles a day. Oh, my God. From... I was always, I would always joke um, with one of the guys and be like, yo, can I get a golf cart? Every stop. Because, like, all these luxury, you know, all these people with names, yeah. they would get, like, a golf cart. And I'd have to walk, like, two miles from the festival grounds to, like, the town. So, like, back and forth. Um, but anyway, so, and then the last night of the thing, I see, end up seeing Ty. Ty gets there. And I was like, I was like, hey, man, do you have a place to sleep? And we got in with the locals. There's, like, it was a college town. Okay. So these college kids was crash at their place. No way. So I text Ty and he's like, hey, can you come pick me up? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I go pick him up and he ends up staying. And then the next morning, I end up driving Ty back to um, the Des Moines Air- Airport or whatever. And then we end up going home. Okay. So um, at the time, my partner and I, Cody. So, um, you know, from there, I'm about to launch my movie, uh, Self Storage. Uh, so I can't go to Washington state a, cause it's far. The drive is ridiculous. Right. B, I don't have the money to go, you know, pay for airfare. Right. So I make this movie, um, which, you know, obviously just, it never came out. People know that. And it's cause I hated it. And I think that's, I was like, I don't know, one of those things where you like try to pull influence from other directors, but I pulled a little too much influence okay. and it was directly like that like a wes anderson film where every shot was very symmetrical and but there was just no depth to it and i think the script wasn't that good either but it was just one of these things i wanted to make and you know what man that was the biggest 
for me, that was like the biggest lesson learned out of anything I've ever done. Really? Just completing your whole... Yeah. And then getting into editing and being like, this is garbage. What did you learn from that? That Um, You need more people. More people? Yeah. You need need people who are good at what they do. And I'm not saying... My audio guy was amazing. Yeah. Um, But to give you like an example, like we shot it in a storage unit facility. The idea was a guy living in a storage unit facility to escape his problems. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. So he ends up being friends with the the storage unit facility owner. A a girl's there, ends up falling in love with the girl. It's it's like a romantic comedy, essentially. Okay. Um, So it was literally just me. My best friend, Adam, who also played the role of the main character, um, who's like, Adam's like my rock when it comes to creative stuff. I will call him just so I don't forget. Hey, dude, I'm thinking this for, you know, Joe's next music video, Joe from River City. Yeah, dude, totally. Like, let's totally do that. Like, he's just always so supportive in that role. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, that'll definitely work. Like, he's just, he's just so good at like being the rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and he helps me out with whatever. I think everyone needs someone. Yeah, like and he was just... he was that with self storage. Like, um, so it was literally me, Adam, and Matt, who was my audio guy. Like, okay. That was it. So I'm running around setting set. Like I didn't have a set designer. I didn't have a makeup designer. I didn't have any of that. So I'm moving furniture with trucks from like one to another, and like. On an eight-hour day. Now, I'm paying these actors. Are you? Yeah. Really? Wow. So okay. So, I, I try to do it legit like that. Um, and that's where, like, all that Indiegogo money went. I had to pay the actors. I had to pay for the equipment. I had to buy, like, a $2,000 camera because I didn't have oh the right gosh. camera. But, again, I bought this camera and I didn't – now, I geek out when I buy something new. I really do. But with this one, I was just so pressed for time that – I just, I, I don't know. I just didn't have the money and I didn't have the time to really research this camera. Yeah. And the funny thing about how I got this camera is myself, Cody, my partner at the time, and my friend John all went to Vegas. <laughs> okay. We, we went a lot that year. We would go three times in a year. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, you know, I know I sound contradictory when I say I didn't have money or whatever, but, like, yeah. you know, John would – pretty much pick up the tab for wherever we went. He was a really good friend like that. Um, So like whenever we went to dinners and he worked for the airline, so we'd get free airfare and all that stuff. So um, just to pull away from how I got the camera, we ended up gambling all night and lost it all. Okay. Put it all back on black twice and won the money back. Oh my God. And then had the balls to leave? And then then that's, that was, yeah, that was like a huge risk I took. Uh, And then we just ended up, leaving everyone was looking at us because they're like why are these guys yelling and it's like because we just lost two grand oh my god and then made like i think like three back you know cody went to the atm and took out like a bunch of money i took out a bunch of money and then we just put it all there done oh my and then just left yeah do you know what casino uh it was uh we always stay at the plaza the plaza in las vegas so and then um yeah and then we went back we, we would do like weekend vacations where we would go we would just enjoy like i know a bunch of people there now like yeah. restaurants and bartenders like you know there's one time where mario vitale was there like at his restaurant like uh carnavino which is in the plaza like a really, really nice nice guy i met him and i know all of his bartenders at carnavino so um but anyway so back to self-storage so you spent that money on the camera though so i spent that money on the camera okay 
which I ended up selling because I hated that fucking camera. <laughs> oh, I hated that camera. Oh, man. Um, the functionality of it, the – I don't know. Just everything about it was just – it wasn't. It just wasn't a good camera. Okay, <laughs> it's a great starter camera for a filmmaker. But dude, when you buy these cameras, like, okay, you have that, but then you need my lenses fit on it for my for my regular photo camera, okay. my DSLR. But you already have to put like this like matte box on it. Then you need like another battery, which the battery is like three hundred dollars that goes on top. Oh, okay. Or you have to keep it plugged in. It's like it's just such a circle jerk. And then like the memory card is literally as big as your hand. What? So like you have to like. Then you need a docking station for that memory card. It's not an SD card, you know. So, um, it was just it was just funny. It, so we ended up making that. Um, so now the back, movie, right? yeah. So yeah. So now back to you know whatever. So back to the, back the to actual the, traveling. Yeah. Around so now back to the back to the tour. So that distracted you from the Washington one. That you didn't yeah, go so to the Washington location. I had the idea because Cody still wanted to go. I told him I was like, listen, call. Um. God, call Ralph. Forgot his name for a second there. Um, I said, call Ralph. Ralph did all the screen printing for the uh, official like uh, toy tour posters. Like, okay, the tour posters from Alfred and Sons. He would do like um, like pressing for that. So, and he lives in Philadelphia. So I was like, listen, dude, you might be able to catch a ride with him. I know he's gonna have to drive out there with a bunch of stuff. And he's like, okay. So he ends up like direct messaging him on Instagram. And so Cody ends up going out there. So I was like, all really? Right, cool. You just got a ride with Cody. Ralph. Cody got a ride. He went. So he went all the way cross country to Washington State Upper with a guy he didn't even know. Well, we knew him. He was yeah, like uh, Cody ended up making really good friends with him. He's he's a really good guy, big big dude. He's like a bear. He's he's so sweet. Um, So he lives in Philadelphia, and that's where his main place is based out of. So he ends up going out there. He ends up getting a job um, to get some money as like uh, not a roadie, but like people who like ushers people back and forth. Um, from like the airport to the festival grounds. Okay. It's just because he needed the the cash. And yeah. so I end up being like, okay, so now I got to get to Colorado. How am I going to do this? Don't want to drive really far. Done that drive to Sundance before. Had to pass through Colorado. It's brutal. And I did it with four guys. So we would each take a shift. So mm-hmm. can't do that by myself. So I call my friend John, who's in the airline industry again. I said, hey, can I ride your buddy plus to Colorado? He goes, yeah, sure. I'm like, okay. So he goes, just, you know, make sure you get your rental car, whatever. So I was like, yeah, all right, fine. So I book a rental car in advance. It's like two, $250, right? I'm not 25 yet. I think I'm like 23 at the time. So I end up flying out there. Everything's fine. You know, I'm like having like breakfast at like uh, LaGuardia. I ended up staying with a guy from Braves. Uh, ended up dropping me off, left my car there for the week. Really nice guy. Um, Ryan. They now live in LA. Those guys are awesome. I just, I just love the bands that I work with, man. And you got I, a lot of friends. I can't. Well, I just like you know, it just makes me happy to see my friends do good. Mm. Um, and you know, those guys took a chance. They moved out to LA and they just recently played with local natives. Like they're, they're, they're just killing it. You know, I just That's love. Awesome. Same thing with the band Hodera. Like you see them when they're like, I know Matt since he was like eighteen or nineteen, and now like couple years later they've just been grinding out and now they're assigned to a label like it's just cool to see yeah it's just so cool um so anyway i get out there i get to go to the rental car place and they say there's like i guess my credit might have been a little too low because i was like i was just throwing everything on credit for the movie so maybe that was it or they just didn't know what the hell was going on they even got like a like a supervisor manager to like come and see like why i couldn't take this car they thought maybe because it had to do with because i wasn't 25 in my credit as well right so i don't know 
And so, you're in you're in Colorado. Right I'm now. in the middle of like Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm like right outside where all those like rental car places are. Okay. Like rental car row. You know? I've never been. But okay. So it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like rental car row, and it's like all these rental car places. And okay. So they don't take me, so I jump to the next, jump to the next, jump to the next. I'm not kidding, like six different rental car places. And I'm walking on the main highway because the bus takes too long and I need to get down. Salida, Colorado is like three hours south of Denver. Which is where this festival's happening. Which is where right this now. festival's happening. It's right. in this, yeah, this like very small town. That was their whole stitch with Gentlemen of the Road. Go to a small town and bring money there. Okay. You know, essentially by having these festivals, it's going to flourish because you're bringing people to that location, right? It's good for small business. So I end up you know, getting a car finally, but now 200, what would have been $250 is now like 500, $600, right? So <laughs> I end up getting that and get an alert after I pick up the car and I'm negative in my bank account. So I'm like, great. I'm like, this is awesome. So I'm like literally like about to like hit punch my steering wheel because I'm just so frustrated with this day. I'm tired from walking to each spot. I'm tired of just dealing with these people at these car rental places who don't want to help you. Um, did you regret going at that point? I did. Yeah? Yeah, I did. Um, I definitely regretted going. So I was like, all right, let me think about this. So the last thing you want to do is call your parents for money. So I didn't do that. <laughs> You know, um, especially when you're working for your stepdad yeah, and you ask him for money and you haven't been working for him because you think you're like a rock star now because right. you like did a tour of him for sounds like it's not that big a freaking deal. But like at the time my head kind of like blew up about yeah. it and it's like, it was weird, you know, and you're living at home too, like you're not even out on your own yet and you like call to ask your parents for money. It's like, that's the last thing I wanted to do. Like right. The last thing I would have stayed negative in my bank account until I got back before I asked them for money. <laughs> and and you know, you know, my mom's such a sweetheart. She wouldn't be like, "You could have asked," you know, be like, "Ah, you know, whatever." So <clears throat> we end up, uh, or I end up, just getting the business account, and I end up transferring like I don't know, maybe like a hundred dollars into my personal. I take it out of the Chase account, and I, you know, I transfer it in, and uh, it brings me back up to it brings my business account now to like 20 bucks because remember post movie right. i was spending anything i could right and in my personal account i had maybe like 14 dollars. oh geez so <clears throat> i'm like all right well gas we'll see how gas does so i they fill up a rental car before you take it so i go all the way down it luckily this car is like awesome on gas okay um, eco-friendly so i get all three hours down you know i still have like a quarter tank left to get me around the festival grounds which i'm gonna walk most of the festival grounds anyway that's what you do like mm -hmm. i said before so car's pretty much parked the whole time get down there meet up with cody we end up walking the town whatever and uh yeah i i like didn't have any money to do anything so like when we went out to get a drink i couldn't like you couldn't socialize at this point right like i had like if the guys wanted to go out to the Mumford and Sons guys wanted to go out to a bar, I couldn't do it because I didn't have money to do it because most of these mom and pop shops didn't take American Express and that was the only credit card I had at the time. Right. Um. So. <laughs> okay. So you're thinking, how do I eat? So the only thing I found that took American Express was literally Subway. So like I either ate Subway or I ate catering food, but catering food was like roadies came first, bands came or bands came first, roadies came second. And then anyone, anything that was left over, you got the scraps. Because I wasn't, I wasn't like 
anything going important. I wasn't even getting paid for this. Right. You know, I wasn't getting paid for shooting these bands. This was like a courtesy of like, this is a networking event of a lifetime. Yeah. We're giving you an all access pass to talk to all of these bands. So I end up, you know, meeting a couple people here and there and I'm like having a good time now, like shooting bands on the, the little stage that they have. Like I'm meeting a bunch of bands there and that's all good. And now things are starting to look up a little bit. Um, then we got kicked out of our hotel room for some weird reason. I can't even like really speculate on that, but that's just like, so now I'm back down again. I'll just let you know about that. Yeah. And it, that's like a side story because I don't even know how that happened. Kicked while you're down? Yeah, kicked while I'm down. And then I, so now I'm just like, I go to the festival. I'm like, whatever, the hotel needs to figure this out. All of our stuff, dude, was literally outside the room. You're so wait, you left it there? You just, I, I mean, just, I was just like, you guys, you know, they put it in a closet, I think, down the whatever, but like, I'm just like, this is kind of fucked up because I had, at the time, Cody and I had literally like laptops, like camera lenses, like shit just sitting in a hallway. Great. And it's like, yeah, that's real professional. Like, um, and that ended up getting resolved. I don't know what the deal with that was, but mm. anyway. Because he was staying with someone that he knew on the road. So I just was just crashing in his room. So I end up going to back to the festival grounds, sitting backstage in the, you know, the dressing area. And I'm sitting with uh, this Japanese woman. Um, and, you know, we're just like, just start talking, hitting it off. And she's there with Stetson. Uh the hat company. Yeah, the hat, the hat company. She's an older lady. So she, very nice. I mean, we hit it off, like, immediately. And, like, we just, like, to start talking about, like, oh, aren't they so nice, Mufford and Sons? Oh, isn't Dawes great? Like, you know, and just, like, everyone you worked with there, like, even Wayne from the Flaming Lips, like, just such a sweetheart, man. Like, um, so we end up talking, and through the whole weekend, like, I meet other people, like Jim Merlis, who Jim is, um, he's a publicist. Uh, he told me he was the publicist for nirvana during one time oh wow yeah, he's been in the game a very long time he works at big hassle so he is a he has like his own company or whatever and like he does that so and he was um he's a publicist for a lot of big names but ended up hanging out with him a lot that was really cool um <laughs> there was there was this girl right um Nothing romantic. It was just like, just funny. He, she was dating, uh, Taylor Goldsmith from Dawes, right? Okay. I didn't know who she was. She, 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 she introduced herself as the merch girl. The so, merch girl. So okay. I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, yeah, I'm Dawes' merch girl. I was like, oh, hey, what's going on? So I shook her hand, whatever. Um, keep that girl in mind. So we'll come back to her. <laughs> come back to her. We'll what was back. her name? Uh, <laughs> it was Mandy. Okay. All right, All right. I'll, I'll give you that. All right. So we end up going, um, last night we end up like playing like a game with everyone like from the festival, like touring managers, managers, publicists. And like, it's like this like a uh, like, trivia game we ended up playing at this like bar. And like we were lucky enough to get invited, Cody and I, you know, and then we all went back to the festival grounds and then we all ended up having a drink and I ended up talking to this uh, woman again, this older woman and uh, Azumi. And she's like, yeah, like here's, you know, if you want to ever come, I know you're in New Jersey, like come up to Stetson. We're based out of New York. Like, you know, maybe do a couple shoots for us. We'll, like, set something up. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. She ends up giving me her card. It says CEO of Stetson Hats. And I'm like, holy shit. What did you think in that moment? Uh, I was just, you know, plug. I was just thinking, like, this is another plug. Yeah. This is another piece of work. You know, actually, what – and I still say it to this day. At the beginning of the Colorado story, I was so down. The best thing that could have probably ever happened out of this – I would say the entire festival, like 
from Seaside Heights to Colorado, Izumi was the best person I've ever met. Really? Yeah, because she has – we still talk um, at least once a week. Wow. She gives me an immense amount of work. She's like my photography cheerleader. She um, – I mean, I work with so many more bands because of her now. I worked with Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats because of her, um, a band called Diarrhea Planet. <laughs> Which is a funny name, but they're really good. Um, and a bunch of bands off that label as well. Wow. Um, Mac DeMarco, because they were playing the same festival as Diarrhea Planet. I got to meet Mac DeMarco and like shoot him, um, which was really cool. And, and all through her? or Yeah, yeah. Literally like, hey, we're going to be in Philadelphia or New York with this band. Like, do you want to come? Or hey, like now it's gravitated towards like, hey, I know you're doing like – creative branding do you want to work for this uh you want to do freelance for this uh bespoke jean company who like put jeans on eli manning and i'm like yeah sure what do they need oh a website and like some rebranding okay cool um hey do you want to work for this startup bespoke boot company you know bespoke being custom um for yeah. those of you who don't know um like boots that are like gonna be i don't know like 1500 dollars based out of new york oh do you want to do a photo shoot for them like you know and i mean dude she worked at like uh, i believe she worked at I want to say John Barbados. Uh, no, not John Barbados. It was some like it was something like that. She was like the president of. So she's a business um, Yale graduate from. Um, no, she's a Yale graduate and majored in business. So she's very smart. Yeah, very very smart. So she was the CEO of Stetson. Um, she ended up um, departing from that and then ended up. She's just a consultant now for okay. fashion brands and musicians. So she has her own business and she's just amazing and. I, for for me, if I didn't take that risk of going forward and taking that car down to Salada, I would have never met her, and I never would have been where I am now with this continuous growth that I have. Um, so, <laughs> and so as for the girl, I'm uploading all my photos. The girl Mandy, mm. uploading all my photos, and Izumi texts me, and she goes. Oh, that's a nice shot you got of Mandy Moore. Oh. <laughs> so I met Mandy Moore. <laughs> what? And I took a really nice photo of uh, her and Taylor, like, kind of, like, canoodling on stage, really romantic, like, backstage. Like, there's 30,000 people in front of you, and they're just, like, standing there and, like... What? Yeah. And E! Online ends up stealing my photo <laughs> and, and using it, and I'm just like... No, well... Um... I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, I... So what ended up happening was I put it up on Instagram, uh, Instagram's on Twitter, some Mandy Moore fanatic Twitter account ended up stealing that photo. Oh my god! And then Eon Line stole that photo from them. And like, I didn't get credit for it, but I was like, you know, whatever. I don't really give a shit. It wasn't the best photo in the world, but it was still cool. Yeah. You know? Like it's I just, mean, it's cool. It's sucks. more documentation than it is like composition. Yeah. So like, I'm like a, you know, I love like a good composition of a photo and it wasn't, it was just like an in the moment, like whatever. Okay. Um, so anyway, so I get back um, to New Jersey and – Festival's over, right? Festival's over. Everyone, you know, says their goodbyes. Very bittersweet the end of that festival. Um, you know, I link up with Ty. I exchange numbers with him through Iowa. So we say we're going to link up. He says he wants to bring me on like some Sideshow Alley stuff, which they're happening now. I wasn't able to do the first one of the new season. They rebooted them. Okay. Um, but Cody's working with him. So that's good. Like Cody's doing that. Were you thinking any of that would actually – happen like did you understand the gravity of what had happened at that moment now that you're back in new jersey um no 
No, I, I mean, I definitely talked with Azumi a lot because I want to shoot for Stetson. Yeah. I right. definitely want to shoot for Stetson. Was and, that your main focus then? Uh, yeah. And so I went up to, I worked in New York, so it was easy. Okay. Um, like I knew my way around. Yeah. So I would go up there and uh, maybe like on, I, I would work for my stepdad. I went to like a meeting in the morning for a site. But, you know, when you go up to New York for work, you kind of want to like make a full day out of it. Yeah. So I would try to hit like multiple sites, but then I had like, you want to leave by three or else you're going to hit the traffic. Right. right. So I had like two hours to kill. So I'd be like, Hey, I'm going to come to Stetson. You know, my, my stepdad didn't care. Like he was just like, Oh yeah, just log your hours. Like if you're going to go to Stetson, like whatever. So I went there and I ended up talking to him. I ended up like putting some hats on the table, just shooting real quick with natural light, like nothing crazy. So now I'm starting to get more into photography. Okay. Um, cause video is a, like I said before, I learned my lesson. Like you need a crew. Right. You need a crew who's dedicated, you need a crew who's good, and you need a lot of people. So, you know, I'm at photography now, and I'm shooting for Azumi, and I'm trying to, like, link back in with these Asbury bands, but, like, they're in between albums, and, like, nothing's really happening, and I'm, I kind of pulled away from doing, working with my stepdad a little bit, um, not doing it as much, Um uh, and, you know, I was, like, in this, like, low point. I was, like, in this, like, depression, because, like, I just went on a tour with one of arguably one of the biggest bands biggest names out there yeah with some of the biggest people in the industry and i can't get work for shit like i even built a website i tried doing like facebook like uh promotion and like you know i'm like i said i try to teach myself everything and like marketing is tough and i was just trying to teach myself that and it might have been a little bit more than i could you know you know, taking, it was just more than I could chew, basically. Um, I bit off more than I could chew on that. And so, like, that kind of got me down. And so I would, like, take whatever I could get. And so I'm making, I'm still making money working with my stepdad a little bit here and there. Um, but, like, I try to balance it. And, you know, he was my saving graces. And if I needed to do a music video, he would let me go and do that. But I was, like, totally depressed at that point. Were you? Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. It was like tough, man. Like, and then yeah. like, then you always have the constant reminder. So I'd go to the bar and, you know, with, out with Adam or whatever. And people would be like, oh, like, what are you up to now? Like, you know, I saw you were on tour with Mumford and Sons. And it's just like a constant reminder right. that like, you're not doing that anymore. Yeah. And it's like, it's tough. And they had, I, I knew I wasn't going to be their videographer, their photographer or anything like that, because they have that. They have Marcus Haney, who's... <laughs> He's an amazing photographer. He's light years better than me. He's amazing. Like, there's, like, him and, like, Danny Clinch and even Ty. Like, they're just so good, man. They're just so plugged into, A, the community, and B, just, like, their their brand, really. Like, their photography is just so good. Like, Danny's right out of Tom's River, Danny Clinch, and arguably one of the best music photographers of all time. That's awesome. Yeah, and same thing with Haney, too. Haney, sweetheart, met him in Colorado, and... He's still like, and whenever he puts something up on Instagram or his website, I'm just amazed. And like, I'm the little man on the totem pole. So I know I'm not going to, you know, get any reach with these bands. So I'm like reaching like mid-level bands by Facebook numbers again. I'm like looking in like the 5,000 to 10,000 range. I'm like showing them some of the stuff I did for Mumford, like behind the scenes stuff more importantly. Okay. For money now or? Um, yeah, if I can, you know, okay. yeah. Um, Was that uncomfortable? Or, uh yeah i had, doing it for free you know what man it's so weird the creative industry because especially freelance because you don't know how to 
price anything. There's right. like you look up forums like, oh, what should my hour- hourly rate be for video or photo? And like there's so many different things. Like I finally found a good article. It was like, okay. The, the first article I found was just like, know your worth. And it's like, well, how the fuck do you know your <laughs> worth? Like, Right. How do you go from zero to one? Yeah. So like right. I literally started from like – there's like brackets. So it's like, you know, college for starting out. Um, you know, like uh, low level, mid level, high level, professional level. So like, I mean, now I would fall in that professional level, right. you know. Um, but then, you know, how how are you figuring out what you should price? I just or you felt just weird because like I came back from like I just felt weird because I came back from on tour and like these bands knew, especially the bands that I booked who worked with me a lot for right. that for that seaside tour. Yeah, so. I couldn't give them those prices because before I was literally working for them for like, oh, we'll throw you 50 bucks or throw you 100 bucks. And now it's like, oh, can like you do 500 for a music video, which is still pretty low. But they were just like, well, we're still working. We're not an official band yet. We're not part of a label. And I was so used right. to that label life. And it was like, and dude, New Jersey is like, it's great because it's in between Philly and New York. Right. But like now, like you're talking, okay, budgeting for like, let's say like a $250 music video, which isn't anything, especially with some, some of the bands that, you know, I've worked with before they want, like they had this preconceived idea in their head that they want this like huge production. And it's like, that's not achievable with that. You know, now I know that I know what my limits are with production value. And yeah. like, sometimes my, your imagination gets carried away and you want to do like all these things, but it's like, holy shit, we can't do that. Yeah. You know? So um, but then by the time you go to New York or Philly, you're wasting your money in gas and tolls. And it's like, okay, now you're only making like 175 bucks. And it's like, you still need to work. You right. still need to work. So I'm still working with my stepdad, um, while doing right what I was doing before Mumford and Sons. Like the Mumford thing didn't do anything. Azumi is what did everything. Um, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. And it was of course the most frustrating part of the tour that like I had to be I pushed myself to get there and then I met that person. So if I didn't, if I didn't go along with that, I would have never met her and I wouldn't be where I am now. Um, although this part of the rut working with my stepdad, my stepdad's also a saving grace too. We started working because we, we got this new client, um, and they were a startup company. Okay. Uh, he had it prior to when I went to, Mumford and Sons. So I've worked in their office before. Um, it was a juice company, um, healthy beverage. They were like taking on this soda industry. They're, you know, it's a beverage, five calories, you know, um, and this is one, one of gram the, of sugar, you know, one of your stepdad's clients. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, they're, they're called by brands. They're a beverage company, right? So we would work on their office. I would run cable over their office and crazy environment. Like the CEO, Ben Weiss, he like creates like this, um, he creates like this like company culture that like is just contagious, man. Like you want to be there. I mean, I was a subcontractor and I just wanted to be there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they have like music playing and like the office is like made out of like reclaimed wood and like all this like it's like working at Google. Like they That's have awesome. like they have like a company. Um, they have like two chefs on staff that make breakfast and lunch every day. Uh, wow. coffee uh, coffee bar, um, and they're constantly taking over other tenant spaces and building right. So, which is what you were doing. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Well, right. not, yeah, I was working with the, con- uh, they had an on staff construction team too, cause oh. they were building so much. So I would go in and I, whenever they need cabling, I would go in yeah, and do it. Okay. So, um, Ben ends up wanting, uh, a theater in his basement. Right. 
they're doing really well. Bye Ranch is doing very, very well. So Benson ends up putting a theater in his basement for his family. Um, and so we have to cable it up, you know, that's tech, you know, whatever. And I would, so I would meet with Ben's wife and I would do that with my stepdad. And, um, you know, she was really nice. Dana, she's just so down to earth. And, you know, I told her I did like video or whatever. And she's like, oh, I got to tell Ben, we need a video guy. So I was like, ah, all right, whatever. I didn't think anything of it at the time. Mm-hmm. It would just be freelance. So, uh, they end up having a company meeting every year that's like the Oscars. Like these guys go all out, right? Jeez. Yeah, like they get like dressed up nice. They would like rent out like the Fillmore in Philadelphia oh, wow. and they would have it like there. It's like big stage. You have like 350 people because that's how many employees are 300 people. And, you know, you end up having like this company meeting. It's really cool. You give out awards for it. Like it, it's cool. Like, you know, it's just like employee recognition stuff. So that's really cool I had to make that. a video for that. Okay. That would go on the screen. Oh, okay. To be played So there. I worked, I worked alongside Ben. He brought me into his office. I, you know, I went in, cleaned up all nice, you know, I, not like dirty, like, you know, like <laughs> sheetrock filled construction clothes. So I go into his office one day and, you know, my stepdad got me that plug, you know, like he, because he got that, I got to work with Ben Weiss. Um, ben and I be- end up becoming really good friends and like we get each other. Like I know what he wants and he knows what I can achieve. And he he's one of these guys that he doesn't. He collects people and is in the sense of like he takes people who are driven and who are good at their craft and are willing to push themselves and the people around them. That's the kind of person Ben is. Ben is literally Steve Jobs, like reincarnated as far as like the his characteristics, like his mannerisms, everything like, um, you know, and for like a lot like. To get on like a deeper level. Like my stepdad's like, he's not, he, he's a great, great guy. And I'm not saying he's not, but like when I first met him, I was like 13. So I never had like, a, you know, I, he's definitely like a father figure to me, but not as much as some other people I've had in my life. Like my woodshop teacher. Yeah. Um, Cause my, I, I, you know, I, my dad like kind of like fell off like in eighth grade okay. just to like spark note that. Yeah. Um, and then from Mr. Dickhouse and went, you know, Mr. Bannon was a little bit of a, you know, influence, but like kind of more of like an older brother at the same time. Like I've always had like these like figures and I think like mentors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, Ben was that new one. Ben yeah. was my new like mentor father figure type deal. And I just always wanted to bring the best to his doorstep. Did he have any experience in what you were doing creatively, mm. or was he just pushing? So the they had, so they had a creative officer, Chad Portis, who's my uh, my boss now. Okay, okay. So we end up to get to that. We'll get to that later. But like, so I make this video, crush it. I get to see, I get to see something on a big screen for yeah. once of my of my shit. Right. Um, it was like a little video. It was nothing crazy. It was just like a worker at buy brands. And it was just like, the idea was that, um, you know, go down the road, rest, less traveled. You know what I mean? Don't take the mainstream soda route. Take, you know, go, go this different route. Like, you know, it's just, just like hurrah, hurrah, get the employees all riled up. So we did it and we did it really good. Um, so he wants to hire me right after that. Right after. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, you make mistakes in your life. I, 
he said it would always it would always be here for you a job if you wanted to be hired here um he said i think you kill it i like working with you um i think you're very like your personality is very by by brands I'm like okay and i declined you did yeah what the first year i declined because so he brings you into your office the day after you see your your thing on the screen your, yeah. your film on the screen yeah during or that company it? meeting it was just like this little, it was called the road west traveled it was just this company meeting video that we did yeah okay and then why did you decline because i was stubborn i uh <laughs> well it, i didn't know for me i didn't know like okay so i was just getting into more photography like i was shooting more bands right yeah like live instead of doing video i was shooting concerts because that Mumford and sons thing and seaside when i did my first photo pit ever it was just contagious um but then i had like stetson and i'm thinking like okay well it was a stupid move it was a stupid you, move. So, oh, okay. i thought i could get more freelance i see i see and i was i don't want to say i was being greedy but i was being very independent and i yeah. think that's what i i've known all my life is being independent between leaving school because someone told me i wasn't good enough or you know, working for my stepdad, but running my own sites in Manhattan, like, I've always been very independent, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, even going towards before my stepdad stepped in my life, like, being independent in the fact of, like, taking care of my younger brother and helping my mom out around the house. Like, I've always been this independent person, in a way, um, and I never knew, same thing with making self-storage. I didn't ask enough people because I felt like I could do it all my own, and I couldn't. So, it was one of those things where it's like, ah, you know, I don't need this job, I'm going to keep working, you know, grinding out, trying to email people. And it was just stupid. It was a stupid move. So Yeah, but that makes total sense when you put it in a context mm -hmm. like that. So, yep. Didn't do any of it. Just I had a couple jobs here and there. I did maybe a shoot for Stetson, like one, um, because they like they were they weren't in their festival season anymore. So they're not that busy. So it would just be like Instagram. It wasn't anything nuts. Mm -hmm. So I'd be I'd get like social recognition, which I don't really give a shit about anymore i don't care about my social media numbers like yeah. it's never been important to me or it was at one point but now it's not anymore because like i don't know it's just I, don't, I think it's just a weird thing like yeah. judging people by their social media numbers i know i judge people by like their facebook numbers but those that that's a band that's a group that's a different yeah. story yeah that's different we're a social icon you know what i mean so that's about dedicated followers to the band like, yeah exactly little, and yeah. that you know um but like some, just of these, some of these people who like, I mean, are like influencers. I mean, I'm probably going to chastise for this. I just think they're like full of shit. Like these influencers, like I just, they're not role models, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, they're getting paid because they're either good looking or whatever. And I, I get it. These influencers, they can work hard, but like, I just, you know, it, that's a whole separate tangent anyway. So, no, but there, there, there is some emptiness to just numbers. It feels, yeah, it feels that you way. Know, it definitely uh, feels that way. There's and a like, difference between, you know, like 1000 true fans mm -hmm. and a million Instagram followers. Exactly. You know? Exactly. A thousand no. true fans. Yeah. I mean, dude, that's power. Mm -hmm. It's only a thousand people. Oh, I dude, And I've seen a thousand true fans at like brick and mortar shows and river city shows. And it's, it's insane. You yeah. know? But um, so anyway, I'm back in a, a rut with doing just construction. I mean, listen, I was fucking good at my job with the construction. I was yeah. so goddamn good at it. Like, isn't that the shitty part sometimes, though? Yeah, like, and, like you know, like, that's like, a like comfort to it. I'm like, that's like one thing I can, I like actually feel good bragging about. Like, I was just so fucking good at that job. <laughs> like my friend John with the airfare thing. Yeah. He um he worked with me. That's how I met him. So oh, okay. we worked because he was in IT too. Okay. So he um. Yeah, he would just always tell me, he's like, you're so good at this. And I was like, 
It's like, oh, thanks. Like, and, you know, and then once I, like, got into, like, that, the later that year after Ben, I was like, John ended up leaving that company. And I was like, fuck, I am really good at this. Like, I can, it was just, cabling is just problem solving, man. And I was just so fucking good at it. And, like, cool. I love it. Like, if, if I were to leave creative tomorrow, I'd probably go back into that field again. But as, a, like, a full-fledged project manager, not, like, breaking my back running the cable. Like, yeah. I would run a couple crews. Like I thought about that and just, I just love the problem solving and I love tech. I love like seeing like new phones that come out and computers. That yeah. No, I'm in the same like, camp. It's cool. Same so, camp. <laughs> um, all right. But anyway, back to the creative stuff. I, um, Ben calls me again. Do How it. much time later was this now? About, uh, nine months. Nine months. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, and guess what it's for next company meeting. Oh, great. All right. Makes sense. This fucking guy <laughs> wants to do. He gets inspired by songs, and we create a video around a song. Okay. So I can't say the song due to you know legal things because another beverage company ended up using this song, and so yeah. whatever. So he ends up picking this song, so we have to recreate this song with a new singer. So I call my friend Pat Noon up um, from Eight Sixteen Music Studio, and he um, he's a recording producer. Um, so he ends up recording bands like River City bands. So that's how I met him. Okay. All right. So he record brick and mortar. And I was like, hey, you want to make some money? Let's do this, you know. And Bybrands was the only company that actually paid good for freelance. They were amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So we end up making this video that was about the employees now and about how the employees work so hard to get Bybrands to this point, right? And... We fucking crush it, like, and then I make like twelve other little videos for their team leaders. Okay, that are displayed on the now. This is on at the Fillmore now. We're actually at the Fillmore. The first year was at like a warehouse in their office that we like kind of set it up to be like this event room, like an Oscar kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like yeah, but then the Fillmore was already done. Like it was exposed brick, so it was like the office. It had the same buy feel had the stage, and I I ended up like helping with that a little bit. I had to go to Philadelphia to like. He literally wanted like, like an opera. What do you mean, like well, not like an opera, but like uh, a choir? Sorry. Oh, okay. So yeah. like, um, the song would like it, it would be a video, and then the song would then go into a, a live choir coming out on the stage what? and like singing it, and it, like the the girl from the video who was singing on the recording, we hired her to come out and sing it, and it just got everyone jacked the fuck up. Oh man. my gosh, yeah. So like, awesome. like we essentially we crushed it, and. As you can imagine, next day, what did I get? I got a call from Ben. You got to come work for me. I need you to come fucking work with me. He told me that, or like the, that night at the film where he like hugged me and said thank you for everything. Uh, you know, I'm gonna call you tomorrow. I want you to come work for me. You can't. You got it. You got to work here. You have to work here. You're like you. You need to like. And I was like, you know what? This is it. So I took the job with Buy Brands. Um, still working there today. I'm a video producer and editor there um i handle um pretty much like their social media videos i handle i work with the graphic designers too um they're you know all good friends of mine now and they're also great to work with um and then i also do like you know i've worked on some storyboarding some new commercials for this next year i ended up getting the opportunity to work with justin timberlake um on what was that uh well we didn't uh, we did one video that was like internal with him Okay. They just like to jazz the company up. And then we did um, then we did another video, which was for uh, the Super Bowl with Christopher Walken. Yeah. 
I saw that on your site. Okay. And I wasn't sure how much involvement you had in that. So I didn't I wasn't there for the actual shooting of that, but okay. I met Justin at a loft in Tribeca. We okay. like did like this like weird No, it wasn't weird. I shouldn't say weird. It was like we did like this rogue uh recording where I brought Pat with me, Pat Noon okay. again. He's just my he's my audio guy through and through. So I brought him, we did a voiceover in the one bedroom, and then we just filmed on white in another bedroom and then we just used stock footage. So we did this like this little internal video with Justin. It was yeah. it was great. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So That's cool as hell and he's a great guy he's really humble he's really nice and then we had um you know then we did the super bowl commercial and my involvement was that with was just to do like some of the post work so it'd be like for instagram we'd have to make like a 15 second cut or you know um whatever i actually cut the 15 second which was actually on tv which was kind of cool so that was that was good involvement and then i got to work with um or at least sit in on i went with chad portis who is my um boss now He's the chief creative officer. Um, Trevor, Josh, who are our creative directors, um, they're all from Boston, our Boston office, and okay. and myself. We all went to New York to Company Three, where we watched Tom Poole color the uh, Super Bowl commercial. Which, wow. for those of you who don't know, Tom Poole um, worked on. <laughs> I walk into his room and you see all these posters of movies he's worked on, and one of them. Um, was from Derek Sanfrance, and he's one of my favorite directors. And it's like, hey, Tom, thanks. Your work's amazing. Signed, Derek. And oh it's on God. this poster, and it's just like he did like Out of the Furnace. Uh, I think, yeah, Place Beyond the Pines was the other one. Like he's done – he's colored some really good movies, yeah. Wow. So he was incredible to work with too. And uh, so, yeah, we did all that. And um, I'm still with – still, I still talk to Ben today. He uh, – He's not with buy anymore. Uh, we had a, you know, the company sold for like $1.7 billion. I mean, he built it out of his basement eight years ago. And um, where we're at now is he uh, he ended up selling the company to Dr. Pepper. Um, you know, he had a couple different choices. I remember the days leading up to that, they were very hectic because there was a bunch of different companies coming in to for the acquisition. And he ended up selling to them because we already had, we were an allied brand with them anyway. So like we already kind of knew them. We knew the CEO, Larry Young. And, um, but you know, they just couldn't control him. He was just a little too, he wasn't corporate enough for him. So, you know, that's his story, but he ended up, yeah, he ended up, um, getting let go and, but he's still fine. You know, he made out, he did what he had to do. I mean, I'm sure that was heartbreaking for him, but um, him and I are still really good friends today and, you know, I'm still, still working with him on some stuff. So we'll see how that pans out. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's really like front to back. That's the story. Yeah. That's, Holy that's really front shit. to back of how I started three years ago and where I am now. So now I'm a 25 year old creative working at, uh, you know, a juice company. <laughs> yeah. But that's, yeah. Doing, you know, video stuff. And you that's know, incredible. I mean, there are so many people. I mean, you're 25. That's impressive to begin with. But mm-hmm. there's so many people who try to get into the creative world mm-hmm. and they just can't breach. Well, that. it's hard. Uh, you know, oh my god, it's, well, yeah, it's, it's extremely hard. And I think it's, it's hard. I think it's harder even now than it ever was before because well, how come? Well, uh, I think equipment now, camera equipment, uh, everything's getting so much better, and it's it's so easily obtained. So like. I'm just so amazed by people. People do amazing things. And like, especially in the camera world where I'm seeing like short films filmed with like 
a Sony a7 camera which is just like a DSLR camera and it just looks so good but like they know their lighting and they know what lens to use and they know what settings to you know it's just amazing like and the editing you know editing is so i mean you can get adobe premiere now and like teach i mean i taught myself all my editing programs i started with sony i started and then i went to final cut um after i got a mac and now i'm on adobe products and you know and then i taught myself photoshop through the graphic designers at Bybrands. i didn't know how to fucking do a thing on photoshop now i know how to clean up a photo that makes it look like you know the cover of like wired magazine you know like i know how to like do all that just by asking friends or whatever i think like I think it's a lot harder because of that, because, you know, a lot of people go to school for creative and I don't know if you necessarily need to. Um, I mean, I didn't, and I'm not going to preach that you shouldn't go, but I think, I think you should go to, you should definitely go to school to be certified in something, whether that be a lawyer or a doctor or, you know, whatever. Um, If you want to do construction, you should probably learn that trade either through a stepdad. Or, you know, someone who can, you know, um, through an apprenticeship. Um, But with creative, it's just so funny. It really is because I see see so many people that didn't go to school for this and they're doing it. You know, they're on tour with bands. Um, They're just, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. But at the same time, there's a lot of people left in the dark because there's there's just too much content out there, man. Because people have... It's a very saturated market. It's a very saturated market. And, like, I think that... From a business perspective, like everyone wants to be a fucking photographer now because of Instagram. And that's fine. That's yeah. totally fine. But like twofold, I think that it yeah, oversaturates the market and I think it creates this tone of what's okay. And I don't think there's any more exploration in photography as much anymore. Like okay. there's like a handful of like really good ones out there anymore. Like that still shoot like amazing. Like um like a bunch of the Nat Geo guys, there's a bunch of nerds, and I mean nerds in like a good way, like yeah. on Sony, the Sony Alpha page on Instagram. Um, and I don't know if it's like the generation that we're living in. You know, I, I kind of sound like an asshole, but like. No, but I mean, it's a it's difficult just like, thing. It just seems like, and I hate using this word, but it seems like super Tumblr, like some of the photos I see, you know, and like, I just want people to like fucking get in it. You know what I mean? Like, I just want like. Yeah. And for me too, like, I mean, my stuff isn't as groundbreaking either. I'm still trying to find it myself. Like I'm, you know, there's some stuff that like, I look at like Dan Winter's photos and I like pick them apart, dude. They're just so in depth. Like he just did a shoot with Ryan Gosling for the new Blade Runner movie. And he found like this weird contraption where a magnifying glass goes up to his eye and like zooms it in. And I'm just like, fucking guy must have like a room full of wacky shit like and then like then he'll take like a piece of i'm trying to like pick apart like it's like a photo of a of someone i forget who it was specifically but he shoots celebrities he's like very popular photographer and it's like you could see like like the cameras on the outside of a window where it's raining and you could see like the rain like trickling down his face like that shit's fucking awesome like shit and, no one's seen before yeah anyone can go out and take a fucking like like a skyline you know what i mean like you know like just like the tops of like a ferris wheel like i get if that's what you're into that's fine but like it's been done someone's done that before i had a i had an art professor in school um and he had a saying he was a like a buddhist monk kind of guy Mm -hmm. long hair uh from vietnam right and he would always say before this class you would look at a cat Mm -hmm. and you would draw a cat Mm -hmm. after this class i want you to look at a cat and draw something else right and everyone's like 
what the fuck yeah. do you mean? Yeah. But he said that basically over and over again for the course of however many semesters you were with him. Yeah. And finally you get it. He's like, no, I don't want you to draw what you see. Right. I want you to draw something else, mm-hmm. like something no one has seen before. Mm-hmm. Don't draw a cat was right. his thing. It was a funny, it cracks me up. Skyline's a cat. <laughs> I, no, I totally get it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. it's just one of these things though. Like, yeah, to touch on that, it's just. And, you know, and I know some of my friends who listen to this are going to be like, well, fuck you, Brian. I took a picture of <laughs> I know you're talking about me. You know, it's like, I'm no, not, you know, my not. friends, you know, I'm not attacking them. It's not. And the thing, the difference is I'm not like challenging them because I know they don't do this for a profession. Yeah. But like the people who are trying to do it for a profession, don't fucking do that shit. Like, yeah. don't be in that Tumblr mainstream, you know, thing. Like, it's just not, I don't know. Just try to do something different. Like. You know, like, again, to touch on Dan Winters, like, there's, like, this, it's, like, textured in front of this person's face, and I found out that he may have used, like, a screen door. Oh, really? And, like, shot through the screen door, and it gives, like, texture. Like, I'm just, like, I've been geeking out, like, on other photographers lately, and, like, I'm just, like, okay, like, I need, like, more textured backgrounds. They can't just be seamless backgrounds. And, like, you know, how can I make this tone look really good? So I get, like, these green filters from my, like, strobe light that, like, gives it, like, this, like beautiful like you know like uh portrait effect and um you know how can i you know my girlfriend rachel like the one way she wanted to wear like this super red like uh sweater right yeah and she has like this you know beautiful blonde hair and so i was like all right well like put the green filter on it and the greens and the reds i thought were gonna clash but like to my surprise they actually worked it looked really good you know with like we had and i you know and then i'm like all right so if i'm not gonna use seamless backdrops like to geek out on you for a second i'm like what am i gonna do so i go to joanne's fabrics in princeton and i pick up a bunch of different textured jean fabrics because it's cheaper than buying like a a backdrop that you get that's fabric is like 250 dollars. i picked it up for 14 so you can't even say that it's like an expensive thing like right you can do all this stuff like you know not to be like this inspirational like i don't want to give anyone like a pep talk but like in a in a field that's so saturated like be different you know like i I think that's like the most important thing like i'm always trying to think of like new ways like especially this hodera video i'm working on now like i wanted to go wild with it you know i wanted to go crazy with it and you know i can give a little bit of light but like it's, you know, I'm basically recreating Photoshop as if I was a cave, I'm reinventing Photoshop as if I was a caveman with this video, like, to give you a little bit of insight on it, but not like too much because I don't want to give it away. But right. like, you know, the idea of layering something, but in an old fashioned form with just paper. Okay. Yeah. So like, and you know, I have, I have people to thank for that. Like Chad Portis has told me to like, you know, think outside the box and um, people have challenged me at buy definitely to like do different things and do you think that's where that comes from in you to challenge yourself um mentors I th- or? well i think chad definitely chad definitely was a big part of that but i think for me i i just i just have such a short tolerance with shit man like i don't yeah. know when it comes to creative because i feel like if it's not and i get it like a lot of things in particular like they're gonna feel like they're recycled um but like i don't think everything needs to be recycled i think that like there's definitely some ideas out there both video and photo that can be interesting like you know we're running out of content i think like but like i think there's so i want to like get the last ounce of juice out of it same thing with music music too like 
everything's pulled from something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like new music now is pulled from that and then music from that's pulled from that. And it's like, we're getting to a weird era. We're getting to a weird era because weird. like, yeah, it's like, there's going to be a time where like things are going to feel very recycled. Like, yeah. and I don't know. And I think in design is the same way, but um, anyway, to that point, I think that I just, I just always want to challenge myself to like come up with the newest possible thing. And, it might be fucking weird. Like it might be really weird. Like I did this one video with Joe from River City for his new band, American Trappist, for the first album, and we just we did. He wanted to do the five characters of the apocalypse, and I was like, okay. So we didn't have a budget for it. Um, oof, I think we shot it for maybe we rented the camera, so eight hundred bucks or something. Okay. Um, but we got like a seamless white backdrop, and put him in five different outfits wait was this the i'm thinking this is, is this the one with the uzi yeah yeah is he really shooting that uzi in that video so that's well because <laughs> there's a video that i so which i'm assuming it's this one yeah where there's a guy he's dressed up as multiple different characters yeah. and there is a scene at the climax of the song where they, he's literally shooting an uzi in mm. slow-mo into the air yeah uh, what the hell so <laughs> that's awesome he so he ordered that yeah the idea was that these are the five characters of the apocalypse, okay. but we couldn't show, you know, the scene with the backdrop. I mean, the lighting is a little fucked up. I, I didn't really know my light back then. Like the lighting's kind of different, but I think the content is really cool. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It, it was a hit. It was a hit in Asbury Park. It was, you know, um, hit amongst his like social channels. People loved it. Um, people still love it today. I mean, we did a really good job on that album cycle with that stuff. But, yeah, so that, that gun he ended up ordering online. Um, <laughs> is it shooting blanks? Well, it's blanks, yeah. Okay, it's okay. I mean, shoot. I'm assuming it's blanks. Well, but there are shells actively so, coming out of the gun. So, so we it shot looks it real. down the road. Adam Adam lives down the road. Blow. Okay. So we shoot. That's like my Andy Warhol creative space, his basement. Okay. I mean, his sister lives there now. He lives in Jersey City. He went back to school. Yeah. So, you know, you know, but I've known his sister since I was in high school, Rachel. So I'm still able to use the basement for my creative stuff. I'm doing the Hodera video now. But um, so we shot it down there, but he wanted to talk to his neighbors first. And then we actually called the cops. <laughs> and we're like, hey, listen, this thing might be a little fucking loud. Oh, my God. So, like, he ends up, like, uh, yeah, Joe ends up, like, shooting it off. And, like, just we shot everything in super slow-mo, dude. I rented this camera that just shoots in, like, I think, like, 260 frames per second or something ridiculous. And, like, oh it's just, gosh. like, jiggling, like, his, like, arm. And, like, I love that fucking video, man. It looks so legit. Yeah, it just, it looks, it just so looks fun. And, like, Joe texts me. And, like, I started editing it right away. We went upstairs as he's being undressed from his last thing. And, like, uh, I'm, like, starting to edit it. I'm just, like, holy shit, this is going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> it's going to be fucking awesome. And it's weird, because right? I, I, so every time I go, still to this day, every time I go into, like, doing a new project, I'm, like, nervous I'm going to fuck it up. It's just the funniest thing, you know? And, like, right. with him, it's just, like, I mean, how the, how the album cycle started was I was bored. He sent me the, he always sends me the demos for his new albums. Um, and he wants me to know what I think and feedback and... You know, I've, I've gone to this fucking guy's wedding, you know, like he, I was, I shot stuff at his wedding before. So him and I are really good friends and yeah, I don't know. It's like he, he gives me the, the thing. And so I end up going on um, a website and I ended up pulling all this like stock footage of like the Apollo, I believe it was 13 mission. Okay. And I create this like astronaut video of like leaving and like. I'm coming home was like the moral of the song, you know? Um, so it's like this idea of like these astronauts leaving, 
but they're they will come home. So, but it wasn't enough. So I like ended up really going to the internet and finding like free like public domain stuff on like families. So like families from 1950. So the whole video has like this 1950s feel. Wow. And like I remember being at Joe's wedding and his um, mother in law pulled me aside and she goes, "That was beautiful." I cried. And I was yeah. like, and for me, that's like that's nice. You know what I mean? Like my big thing is like. I, I love when people get emotional when they watch my stuff. And I think that's why when I did stuff for Bi, like it made people emotional. Like I saw people cry because they saw their faces on the screen and they, they went through something building that brand with Ben. Right. They, they like, they put their blood, sweat and tears into that fucking company. And like to see that Ben's voiceover with this choir in the background saying like how much he appreciates these people. Dude, it's like it's like their god. It's like their that's their fucking you know what I mean. Yeah, like that's that's their thing. That's, that's, that's why a, they do it. It's emotional for them, man. And like to see people get emotional is just incredible. You know. Um, Would you say that's why you create? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think it's why. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't have to be necessarily be sad emotion. Like even with going back to the garden take stuff. Like, just like Brian, this is like the best thing. Like we've had in a while like we yeah. love this so much like i i don't know it's that had to really inspire those bands yeah i mean they're starting out and you're making a video for them i mean yeah that's like, i know i know and they're doing that's awesome and a lot of them are doing really good today but yeah i think just emotion is like key like i think that's like part of it even in photography i think emotion is key so you said that you get nervous that you might fuck up any project oh, that yeah. you start what, what do you do what do you say to yourself to get over that fear how do you handle that do, um do you jump right in do you uh so yeah i I, nowadays i'm a little more cautious working in a corporate environment right so i know like steps so like i story i try to storyboard i'm terrible at storyboarding but i try okay um i try to pull influence i try to create a mood board okay um you know i did uh some headshots of ben a couple weeks ago he's like doing a book so he wanted me to do headshots for him and um at his house and i pulled like a couple of Dan Winter's photos and, um, you know, like uh, Morgan Freeman and stuff like that. And like Danny Clinch's portraits too, just to kind of create a mood board. And the photo shoot went a lot faster, okay. you know, but I was like super nervous. You know, this is a guy who, you know, is very important to me and I want to make sure they were top notch. And he said they were top notch. So, and same thing with videos. I kind of just like, kind of like just jump right in. Adam is like a huge proponent in that where it's like, I get like these jitters where I'm like, fuck, we can't fucking do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we can't do this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, dude, we'll be fine. Like, we'll just, you know, we'll work it out. Like, we'll do it. And he like talks me down. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. We'll do it. You know? And, um, you know, just like the Joe riding the bike video on my website too. Like, he's riding the bike through Steuben here. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, I just want him to like put in headphones and listen to this song and like talk it out. And that was the whole music video. And I would sit on the back of Adam's truck while I was just holding a steady cam. And that's the whole thing. And then he, at the end of the song, he rides off on the instrumental. And like, it's, it was very s- simple and stupid, but it worked for the song, you know, yeah. I think. But like, again, I had nerves right before that, that like, the steady cam, like it wasn't configured right because it's on an electronic gimbal, so the camera's just spinning around. Oh my god! Like Great. constantly. Yeah. And then I get back to the house, and thank God I have this impulse of when I get new footage, I want to just play with it right away and like just look at it, maybe color grade it, and then I'll be like, okay, it looks good. My lens was dirty. Well, not my lens, my sensor. With these mirrorless cameras, your sensor gets a little dirty. Okay. So I had to like, there was like spots all over it, and it's one fluent tracking shot, so I can't even like. <sighs> 
right you can't really touch i'm not that good at like doing like that kind of shit so um just a lot of joe went back to his house in tom's river uh, his parents house and uh he had like, a couple beers and he's like yeah i'll come back let's do it again <laughs> so it's like i was like we need to do it again because i rented this piece of equipment i was like uh, so i blow it all out and of course adam busted my balls he goes hey did you clean that lens this time like <laughs> so i mean listen man you're always gonna have growing pains you know i mean like that's in anything you know mm-hmm. so i mean like i said uh creative field's weird it's very strange like you know i'm gonna create a book eventually i don't know what i want to put in it um, I think this story maybe like I, I, you know, I thought about putting that story in there and photos to go with the story, or maybe just like a brief synopsis. But I, I don't know. It's I'm always trying to create new things, um, you know. And now, like I said, it's gravitated more towards brand equity. So Azumi would call me and she'd be like, you know, with the jeans and the boots and the like, all these different brands. And you know, I think that's fine. You know. Yeah. What would you say to someone who wanted to join the creative world but who hadn't really started yet? Um, or maybe who had started but was struggling. Hmm. Uh, link with people. I would say work with people because you're better. It's better to work with someone than kind of work alone. Like when I first started, I was always working with someone, whether that be um, Matt or whether it be Cody or whether it be Pat Noon. Yeah, you can't like I said before you can't do it yourself and I think working in pairs like find a partner find someone to bounce ideas off of more importantly I mean we even do that at, at buy like we always find someone to like bounce ideas off of and don't be like don't be afraid to think that your like idea is different um, and like execute that idea like if people tell you like oh that's like not a good idea like, fuck them you know what I mean like just do it anyway like yeah. if you feel strongly about something just do it and another thing is just like see what other people are doing a lot of people don't like to see what other people are like doing but i, I love looking at and like seeing what other people are up to like, oh yeah you have to i mean i think you have to have a passion yeah because like i mean like by doing that you like can you can like pull things like the yeah. other day i was like designing something for a client with uh my friend mike um he's a graphic designer at um uh bye and, you know, he's a good friend of mine, too. He's uh, going to be in his wedding, actually. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, no, we were, like, designing something. I was like, oh, can you, like, I was, like, doing a little art direction. I was like, oh, can you, like, throw the type over this? That? Like, Where the fuck did I see that? <laughs> and, like, I was like, holy shit, social network. So, like, I go into social network, and I the movie poster for it is the quote right over Jesse Eisenberg's face. And I was like. All right, so that's, like, where I pulled that little bit of influence from. Like, don't be afraid to, like, look at shit. Like, be a geek. Like, geek out on stuff. Go see a bunch of movies. Look at photographers, whether they be big or small. See what people are doing in your area. Like, I, there's a couple of photographers around here yeah. um, in Asbury Park that I know. Um, you know, uh, that I just, like, I check all their stuff out and I see what they're up to, too, you know? Yeah, I think that's huge. I think you got to get – Yeah. For me, at least, if, if I want to – reach into a project Mm -hmm. i try to get as close as i can to other people's work yeah to see like okay well maybe i would have done that differently or or, or something like that not that they did it wrong no not that they did it wrong it's just yeah like with this podcast i listen to a ton of podcasts Mm -hmm. one of the things that always bothered me Mm -hmm. like uh, tim ferris show he's Mm -hmm. great but he interviews people who are at the top of their game and have been there for 30 years yeah and it's like okay that's great this guy's got you know wonderful advice but maybe not for me Right. right? Like I'm talking to you. Right. 
you listen to your story. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, that could really inspire someone. Yeah, no, for sure. And give some real advice to them. Yeah, That's no, insane. I mean, I think, so for me, and I think I think it can happen for anyone because, like, the right place, right time thing. I think if you just put yourself out there more, like, my right place, right time happened twice. Yeah, which is awesome. That's incredible. And because, like I told you, I could have still been in that rut. But if my stepdad never got whatever and then I didn't, you know, say I called out of work that day or whatever. Or I didn't actually, like, tell Ben's wife that I did video. They would have never known. Yeah. And I would have never been here where I am. You know, like, I I think it's super important. And, I, and I'm guilty of doing this now. I don't go out anymore as much as I used to. Okay. Um, like if there's like a band in town from like Los Angeles, um, like and if it's like raining real bad, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm just I've gotten very lazy, and I, that's like my new my goal this year was like to try to not be as lazy, and and it's been better. Like I've been taking more stuff on, but um, you know, like I kind of got a little lazy there, but I think you need to be, especially when you're first starting out. Um, if you want to be a music photographer, go to as many friggin' shows as you can just go to every show it doesn't matter and just take pictures and give them your card and find out what their email is and just email them to you because mm-hmm. you know that's important i think for me social numbers like i said before don't i don't care about them but i think for someone first starting out like having your handle on some bands thing that's just say they have like 700 followers that's 700 followers that you didn't have before that's you know seeing your name in a description somewhere or seeing your name on a photo so i think that's like super important um yeah i think i think just working with other people like just collaborate with people like that's the biggest thing like that people don't do and like don't make fun of people's ideas like don't shoot them down because that like creatives hate that shit yeah i mean that's crap i mean you can like totally like if you have like a good relationship with that person yeah you can like joke with them be like oh yeah you think that's good you know what i mean but like don't like yeah don't be like oh yeah no that's bad that's a bad idea yeah, that's just negativity we don't need. Just don't even like just don't even say anything. Because I've been I've worked with people who've done that before and it just kills the vibe and you feel like you don't even want to work with that person. So Jeez. yeah, definitely get into the field more is my biggest thing to tell people, you know? That's awesome. Well, dude, you have shared an absolutely awesome yeah. story. Thanks. So thank you I no. mean, so much for coming on the show. Yeah, like, absolutely. Seriously. I'm glad um, to be here, man. Yeah, and I I definitely, you know, obviously your journey's not over. So mm. I definitely want to have you back on yeah, at some, some point. I have some stuff in the works. You know, I could, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that'll pan out over the next year or so. So yeah. Um, where can people find you online if they wanted to reach out or if they wanted to? Uh, uh, they can just probably just my website. And that's. Uh, so it's not briantice.com. And the reason for that is because <laughs> I went to go get a social handle uh-huh. on Instagram and Brian Tice was taken. So I was just being a smart ass. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'm not Brian Tice. And there then you go. ended up living all over. So Twitter and, and it's not BrianTice.com is my website too. So. All right. And I'll put that link in the description. Cool. But uh, seriously, thank you so much. Yeah, man. no it's problem. Awesome. Thanks. For this episode and more, you can head over to the show's website at www.heights.life. There you can find the actual photo that Ted Duane from Upper and Sons took of Brian when they first met. You can find interviews that I've had with other risk takers and any thoughts that I've had on taking risks or just the nature of success. Anything that I decide to put out in the world. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening as much as I did to Brian's story and I hope to see you next time. Peace.